You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. On this episode of It's a Bit, Ryan Carter, former NHL player, works for the Wild, does color commentary. He is joining us today for an interview. We give you guys our Vegas recap, our bits of the week, jam-packed episode of fun, all that and more on It's a Bit. This is the It's a Bit podcast presented by 10,000 Takes, 10,000 Takes, featuring JJ, Boss Man, and Wags, who I've heard are pretty fucking cool. 10,000 Takes. This is the It's a Bit podcast. All right, folks, welcome back to another episode of It's a Bit presented by 10,000 Takes. I'm your host, Boss Man. I'm joined by Wags and JJ. If you can't hear my voice, it's fucked. We went to Vegas. We drank a lot. We gambled a lot. Lost we a lot didn't of money. sleep a lot. Didn't drink a lot of water. Didn't eat a lot of food. Pretty much the opposite of what a human being should do to keep themselves alive. But that's Las Vegas. That's what you do. You go down there, you pretty much almost die. Like, it's you versus Vegas when you go down there at that point. Well, after I spent a weekend in Vegas, I understand why people say that it's a two-day kind of town, you know? Because the longer you're there, it's like, it wears you the fuck out. But it was horrible because Jake and I were sitting in the in the lobby or of, like, the the living room of our house. Jeez, my brain is already... <laughs> the lobby Dude, of so our Airbnb. <laughs> my brain is so fried. Um, I remember looking at him being like... Because obviously we're all just bitching and moaning and whatever, and I'm like, dude, I I think I could drink again today. <laughs> You're like, I could too. And that's the I thing. was like, if some if the right person texts us and is like, hey, spend one more day, we have a, a pool party here. I'd be like, all right, I'm gonna extend the Airbnb and just just take another day off. No, seriously though, and that that was that what sucks about what that's the thing about Vegas too. Like you're already up, you're already drinking because you're part of like the. The atmosphere down there and everything, the environment. So you start, you start drinking, and then well, you I get think it hungover. takes. I think we wake up like fifteen minutes into waking up. We always grabbed a beer. Yeah, because we have to get into it the Vegas. next day. It was the only yeah, way you, to get back into it. Vegas. Be fucked the rest of the day. But yeah, while we're Vegas, while we're on the topic, you know, we we did the live episode at at our Airbnb, um, and we want to give you guys kind of a recap in this part of the episode. But um, I know I have a few things written down. So on Friday. We met up with Mr. Dino, the Blandino, and, and, and some of his friends. Uh, we went to a viewing party at the Circa, by the way. Probably the coolest hotel in Vegas. It just opened in December. Massive sports book. They have the stadium pool. The rooms are awesome. Right on Fremont. Yeah. And uh, sick. had quite a few beers there. You know, talked the talk. I don't know. What would you guys say about that? Well, it, it was it was fucking awesome. Um, it, first of all, fuck Purdue. I hate Purdue right. with a living passion. I was so close to hitting my parlay. I thought that was going to be a sure thing. But really quick, for those of you who don't know Dean Blandino, he is the rules analyst on Fox Sports. He, you know, he does it for all the NFL football games. He was on our Definitely check out the him. podcast with him. It happened a few weeks back. But right. uh, I mean, it was it was a blast. Dean has awesome friends. It was just it yeah. was a great time, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, we made some really like genuinely good. Met some good people out there, and and I had a blast. But. Um, yeah, so, so we did that. We went to Fremont street, 
Um, I was trying, dude, it's so bad. I'm like trying to remember the timeline. Like my mom was asking about the trip and I'm like, it was just kind of a big blur. It's so blurry. It, it, it was, it was great. It was fun, obviously in the moment, but yeah, we, well, we were on, we were at what that did we do party on Fremont the, street. So we were just walking around. I think I was just in awe of like, Oh, this is amazing. I was just like looking around like pretty much drunk and like, this is great. And then we went to a restaurant at some point. I know we went to a restaurant. Well, then we hung out at, at like the golden nugget. We played some black very drunk blackjack, and I was like, "There was something in the middle, though." Dude, we were so fucked dude, up. Honestly, from from the circa to you guys drunkenly playing blackjack, there was something in the dude, middle, and I did remember it today, but now it's gone. We were literally just walking around Fremont Street. I think dude, I, I felt like Randy Leahy, like I am the liquor Randy, because yes. for some reason I was dialed in at blackjack. By the way, oh yeah, yeah. no, we yeah. were. We were, we were playing that shit, and then we got a lot of drinks there, too, at the bar right by Blackjack and Golden Nugget. And then and then we went down the street to, like, the Hennessy's bar and gave this guitarist, like, 50 bucks because he was playing Alice in Chains. That was, that was oh, pretty shit. cool. Yeah, and then we got picked that. up from there and went to White Castle, right? Yeah. 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 So we went to... Walked right down to White Castle. <laughs> we went to White Castle at probably 2.30 in the morning, That's Vegas what you do time. in Vegas, though. And we were definitely, like, not adjusted sleep schedules yet from... Central time, so it's basically like four thirty a.m. here. Well, people here were getting up for work. We're at fucking White Castle waiting in line, and at, at, at one point, I don't remember. These two guys just start going at it, and it's like your classic fight, right? Like one of them's pants are falling down, his ass is hanging out. The other is just just beating the living shit out of him. Someone else comes in and kicks another guy in the face. You have a woman pounding on the glass outside saying, let me the fuck in. I'm going to beat his ass. I'm like, well, that's not a good sales point to get what, to really, Do you guys know, like, so can I, re- I assume I can legally release that video and not be in any trouble, right? Oh, go for it. Yeah. yeah I, dude, I, have I, you ever I, seen I, World Star? Tweet, yeah. tweet it at them. They okay, will post okay, it. Okay, I will, because I, I have yeah. literally that whole interaction dude. on camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zane, Zane luckily got the, and I was yelling World Star. Mm-hmm. And there was like, that's what you're supposed to yell World Star world star it's like in the 10 commandments you have to yell world star during a fight i was sitting there laughing my ass off because i'm like this is this is just vegas for you Mm -hmm. this is just this is hilarious and then like even on well then thursday we even did some stuff that that was kind of a blur too thursday night but i remember like walking around the strip and there's just people with their shirts off hanging around drinks out and yep it's just how it is man i'm not surprised at that point that you're there's a fight at White Castle at two thirty in the morning. I mean, it's just right. how it is. I couldn't imagine what was going on at that Denny's. I think uh, I think we got to talk about Coleman really quick. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah, at KP Coleman, who who writes MMA for us, shows up to Ve- Vegas with eighty dollars. Yeah, you scored the wild. The wild scored, but uh, <laughs> that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can just laugh at it. 80, 80 bucks, not even a hundred. He wasn't. He wasn't even rolling in triple Coleman. digits. He, it's he, we're spending what like. Three nights, four days in Vegas, and you bring eighty fucking dollars. I I don't know if he was assuming we he, were going to be hanging out he, on the couch, like uh, drinking forties and eating fast food. We're not doing a change of scenery. Well, I, I can see now why he suggested, "Hey, let's have a really long uh, NCAA tournament, uh, football tournament." He wanted to bring an, an Xbox. Xbox, and it's like we're, you're not going to go to fucking Vegas to play Xbox, buddy. You're, that's just not what you're going to do. No, only people who make millions of dollars in esports do that. <laughs> Yeah, and 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 even when you do that, you're going to the Luxor, the the world class esports stadium. Right. What sorry, do they have out there. Sorry, Colin, we had to, we had to call you out. It, you're not allowed to go to Vegas with that much money again. You, you just can't. I know, like, well, and he did he did lose. I think he bet it all on like Thursday night in sports bets, and they didn't go his way. Well, eighty bucks. I mean, you got to be prepared to bet even more than that. Like, 
You know, you know what's hilarious about the trip too is that Bubba's parents refused to let him bring his debit card, so he ran out of money too. <laughs> so he ran, dude. He probably got no, so bad. So I think that's his excuse. I honestly think he didn't bring his debit card, so he either he doesn't have a debit card flat out, and he's just saying that, or so he doesn't have to yeah, spend I, shit. on I people. think his debit card's a prop because it never. He he's always like, <laughs> or, it's not taking my card. <laughs> yeah, because he. I knew, think it's like a toy that comes in like uh, you know, like those toys you or, buy like. The kids yeah. are like cash registers. I think it's literally one of those credit cards. Bubba brought more money than Coleman, yet paid for zero Ubers. Right. That's why he didn't bring his card, because he knew he would have to be roped into it, or or maybe he did have it, and he just says he doesn't have it. Dude, he's he, that's what he does. Next year, we're doing we're doing a rule where if you can't pay for the Uber, you're walking. Yeah. You're, you're walking. So, I mean, yeah, we'll see you in like two or, hours. Or like you're going to gauge if you cannot bring... At least two hundred dollars. At least <laughs> that should be a given. Or three hundred. I brought like a thousand. I, I like, mean, or like, or I didn't bring a thousand. But between the Airbnb and all that, like, it was about a thousand dollars. It's like it's if not, you're a not flex, it's like to a spend, fact. You almost tell people if you're not going to be willing to spend at least three or four hundred, you probably shouldn't go. You Jake go spent that on the first night. I pretty did. much. Yeah. We're not we're not shaming people who can't afford to take That's, vacations. We're just saying don't lock yourself into a vacation if you're gonna like run out. Yeah, on, like, and then the make your day. friends pay that. for everything. That's right. a douchebag move. You, you, you right. can't not saying like if you want to go to Vegas and well, that was Bubba's attention the whole time to make us pay for pretty much everything. No, and you, you, we're prepared for that. I, I think he, you know, that's just how it is. I think he still, you know, brought a little more than eighty bucks, uh, Coleman, but <laughs> he was in the same boat. <laughs> But no, it, right. go on a vacation. You got to be willing to spend. You got to be prepared to spend money to have fun too. Like, right? Uh, get Ubers, well, don't get you somewhere. want? Don't you want to have a good experience? But yes. Anyways, moving. Moving. We we've ranted enough about yes. that. Moving back though into the timeline. So Friday night happened. The White Castle fight at three. Right. Uh, it turns out one of Dean Blandino's friends, Joe, shout out, awesome dude, invited us to a pool party at the Circa Stadium swim. If you guys have seen that, that just opened in December. Awesome. It's this massive. 14 million pixel screen. There's like so all these stats around the amount of kilometers of like pool water there is. Like it's just this insane thing. So he gave us two tickets for that. He goes, Yeah, we're uh, we're gonna have a, our own private cabana there tomorrow. Like, come meet us there. We're like, hell yeah. So we rally the troops at like 9 a.m. and it was rough. Oh I mean, yeah. Saturday, this is two days now of drinking. Bloodshot eyes, even though we're out in the Vegas sun and we all have the palest fucking skin. Like <laughs> we look like we were zombies. Yeah, we were rolling out. We're rolling out to the Uber that was free for some people. Uh, we were rolling out to that Uber that morning, just, I mean, looking like ghosts. And I felt like I was dead. Yeah. Like I was in sort of trans or something. Your brain is just not working right. I forgot at some points on that trip where I was going. But then you show up to the stadium swim place. Before we even start drinking, you see it, and you're like, I am instantly feel better. This and, is amazing. And, at, and you look into 11 a.m., and there are just people getting after it. Like, absolutely fucked up by 11 in the morning. There's people, a guy, yeah. literally, without he was mooning everyone. His pants, so I guess, like, the penis area was covered, but his ass cheeks were straight out for, I guess, for the boys. I don't know who else they'd be yeah, out for. but I think, or... Or maybe it was for us. Maybe it was for, you know, he knew 10K was there. And, you know, that was like a, a sign of gratitude. I'm not quite sure, yeah. but. I could take it as a response of respect from the yeah, right no, person. Yeah. It slipped out that 10K was going to be at the stadium swim party. So Well, and we also did say at that party, I don't think anyone is claiming this is their watch party. So we did claim it as our watch. It's, this is the 10,000 takes watch party. Mm -hmm. Not because we're like trying to flex or we think we're better than anyone, but because no one else claimed it, it was like free to take, right? It's it's what you do. I, I, Circa might have taken that title. 
Yeah, but they're, well, they but were they, more of the facilitator. The, 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 okay, the, the no, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. Mm. Sim- similar to like mm, Holiday Inn's <laughs> conference center, but hosting your event. But no, I, I think I did that. We that's a bit, man. I I, I think I uh, one time at a work party about a year ago in Uptown, I, I put on our Instagram story 10K meetup. <laughs> There's a bunch of people out in a in a public place, and you say they're all here for 10K. But <laughs> it's a good bit. It's a great bit. Oh, it's it like really it's is. like the pretending to be famous. I, I, bit, it's marketing. Want You're allowed people. To do it. It's like Firefest. I yes, want exactly marketing. I, I want someone to send. That's not actually your meetup. It's just a bar and there's just random people. Okay, thanks for falling into our trap, yes. sir. We appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. But anyway, awesome. so so yeah, shout out to Joe. We went to the uh to the cabana. It was awesome. Tequila shot saved our lives. I remember we were all sitting around doing tequila with Dean and, and everyone and we, we did the shots and then it was like I like looked at everyone, I'm like, I'm not hung over anymore. And then it just turned into just a booze fest. You know, you know what's hilarious? We, we us three take a picture with Dean, and like I didn't realize at the time, but then I looked at the picture, and he's just wearing a hat that says tequila shots. That, and that it was, was a very accurate hat. It was described. It was like every thirty minutes that shot girl was walking over shots, and she she doesn't say anything. She just hands it to you, yeah. and you're like, "Well, Damn I'm it. not going to say no to that." Yeah, you can't. And Dean kept us like, "Don't buy more shots," and we're like, "We're not Dean." Well, or, or or you'd always hear him go, "Who did that?" Because <laughs> someone would always say, "Another round, another round of shots." Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. someone kept saying, kept. Giving Getting shots, and we did not know who it was. You know, and, How, and, and I told Dean at the end of the night I had a theory that it was him. I was like, I think you're the inside guy. No. I think you're the behind the no, That would make shots. sense, because he would know how to rig stuff, right? No. <laughs> yeah, right. He's, he's okay. NFL ref. He knows what he's doing. No, but he, we were asking that, asking him that like right there when we bought another shot, because someone's like, who's buying all these damn shots? And he's wearing the... I, I'm, we're like, and I think you yell, well, like, I'll, 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 uh, my bet goes on the guy with the tequila shots hat. Yeah, yeah that's probably a good giveaway, yes. giveaway but... <laughs> that was that was but intense. My, my favorite part of that whole thing and this happened to you jack with like like these few guys walk out of the cabana next to us just clearly fucked up and they, just, <laughs> yeah. they just look to the left and you're like dude team Valentino. oh yeah i'm sitting there standing next to him i don't remember we were talking about the over of one of the games and like these guys come out of the cabana next to us and they just stare at us and me and him just me and dean just stare at them back and they're like Dude, Dean Blandino, it's so nice to meet you, man. <laughs> I was like, oh. And yeah, I mean, of course, Dean's like the coolest guy in the world, so he's super nice to him and being cool. But yeah, I'm like, these two fucked up. Sure, guys. I think Dean Blandino might be top five nicest person in the world. He's Seriously. Such a, nice guy. Such oh, a good sure. guy. Yeah. And Joe and, and all the other all the other guys that in Dean's friend group, everyone we met was awesome. And and t- to the point where, you know, the, the camaraderie was so good that that basically they said, All right, well, this is an annual trip with all of us next year. So you can expect every first weekend in March us to just be getting after it with Mr. Blandino and his acquaintances, who are now our acquaintances. It's yes, just, it's, it's the friendship bit. It's the friendship. It's like uh, Spooksy and Aaron. It's the friendship bit now yes. from here on out. But anyways, after that, we went up to the hotel room. Uh, you guys saw someone purchase a $2,000 bottle of champagne. I tried to pop it. I don't oh, want to spend too much time on this, but let me explain it again. There are three stages to popping champagne. Here we go. First step. Now, I was severely fucked up, so maybe I'm not remembering it right. But <laughs> Disclaimer. You peel back the paper. You undo the cage. You lift the cage off. Then the bottle, then the cork is like very deep in the bottle. That's what she said. You unscrew the cork to the point right where it's going to pop, and then you use your thumbs. Now, I've popped very many bottles of $4 champagne. Maybe it's different for $2,000 champagne. Be a little more, there's something to there's it. There's probably something different there. You got to caress. Caress. I got chirp. Caress. <laughs> I got, I got, I got chirp for it. Hard. You got chirp hard. I got lit up. 
And uh, well, and then I quoted the tweet and I said, like, does this guy even know how to open champagne? And people were like trashing me in my own mentions. They're like, yeah, this guy's probably also never seen the ocean. I'm like, that's me, <laughs> moron. Like, now you're as hell. As hell. So but, I, I don't know what's funnier. You literally almost taking my head off with that cork or like the, oh, look, yeah, you... the look of disappointment in your face as it was spilling. I actually have a screenshot right here so you can see it. Well, because I had a whole speech planned that wasn't planned. <laughs> Did you see yeah, how oh, disappointed yeah, right. he you, looks? You, but, yeah, Zane, you had like, your hand up on send your that, ear. Can you please send that to me? I and will then, send that to you, and, yes. And then Bossman just sitting there like... It was disappointing because when someone spends that much money on champagne, there has to be a good speech. And I was going to give the speech that I didn't prepare for, and it was probably going to be really bad. It's probably going to be the miracle speech. And I, yeah, I was going to do this epic, this epic speech, and then it just it did that. And it was funny, too, because immediately one of the guys goes... Yeah, because then it you know it went all over the place. It's like I think you just blew about a thousand dollars worth of champagne there. So yeah, yeah that was we'll a, uh, we'll just you know what we're gonna do. We're bucks. gonna chalk that up as an L in my book. You know, one of the many things in life I've not done successfully. So I have to say though, two thousand dollars champagne, even if it spilled <clears throat> a little bit, it goes down pretty smooth. Yeah, it slapped. That yeah. was great. That was so good. It was like drinking like juice. But you can still get but that champagne. But there was liquor in the juice. It's pretty cool. But, yeah. Okay. Now there's a whole another plot line to this pool story. I know. I know we're getting a little too deep into Vegas, so we'll speed it up here. But so that day we're getting ready for this pool party, right? The, everyone knows we have to leave by ten thirty. Bubba, you he's not even talking to us. It's like ten twenty at this. He's point. in his room. We in don't his know room. If he's, he's dead. Not, yeah, he's not saying anything. He comes out wearing these baggy jeans and a button-down shirt, and we're like, "Okay, so you are going to the pool party?" No, no, I'm not. Where are you going? I got errands to run. I got shit I gotta do today. In Vegas. What? Okay, can I say- You don't have shit to do in the cities. What are you doing in Vegas? He has nothing to do, even when he's here working. Oh, my God. When he's here and Aaron is running to Taco Bell. He doesn't do anything else. Yes, and so verbatim, later, we found out that his errands were going to 7-Eleven to buy Chew and then going to KFC. I'm like, dude, they had- He got his toilet paper, too. Oh, yeah. Shout out to that. They gave us food at the cabana that was included, and uh, and the chew thing. It's like okay, you don't need it that bad to where you're gonna miss out. He ended up joining us later. No, 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 no. He oh, he gosh. begged me to buy him an Uber to the place that we all were at, even though he could have just came with us from the start. Going so back I, to the I have no money. Bit. So I had to go out of my way to buy him a fucking Uber yeah, so we could show up. And then we we're, we're I drunk ass. I'm helping you on your phone trying to do it. We're trying to figure out like what the address is again. And like, oh, wait, can we even send an Uber from somewhere to another place? And we're sitting like, God damn it. This is just a hassle, too, at this point. But we wanted to get him there. We wanted to have him hang out with us. And then he shows up. He shows up wearing the same button-down shirt, which, to his credit, is a nice, cool like vacation button-down shirt. that's a nice shirt. And then these black shorts that were slacks. They were cut-off slacks. (laughs) No, they're like navy blue slacks I'm immediately pretty- <laughs> dean goes bubba what are you wearing are those slacks we're all we're all just all half. these drunk people just are roasting he's just pissed <laughs> <laughs> it looked like he, he took some navy blue dress pants slacks and cut them in half and there was all his shorts I'm not gonna lie, Bub. Bub when Bubba worth- showed up, he made it actually so fun, though. He was, oh, like, yeah. he was actually a and fun he guy. Was, yeah. And, and yeah. he doesn't—he doesn't drink. For those of you out there who don't know, he doesn't drink because of some reasons. But he was getting after it with us that day, he, which led to the video of someone aggressively vomiting. I haven't seen him drink like that since he was 21, dude. I haven't seen yeah since like poorhouse incident that was allegedly my fault. But he was on <laughs> Fremont Street just. 
blitzed. He's this, this big it. guy walking. He's wearing shades at night on Fremont Street. I know there's bright lights, but you don't need shades. He's just walking, and I look at him. He's smiling. He's like, I'm, I'm drunk. <laughs> but pool party was a blast. Uh, we spent a lot more time at the casino afterwards. Um, I mean, not really much to say about Sunday. It was rough. A lot of anxiety, a lot of... Hangover, headache, the whole nine yards. We just did in and out, and then we went to the Titanic Museum because it just it seemed to add into sad At the Luxor, sad boy Sunday, and then we flew out. But Luxor was pretty damn big. Nice. Shout out to Dean Blandino, Joe, uh, all the other guys out there. Brian, it was seriously one of the best weekends of my life, and I'm so excited to do it again next year. It was fun getting after it. I mean, what else you guys have to say about it? Was Vegas? It, it was, was. It was. It was Vegas. It was Vegas. It was and, Vegas. And if you want to hear, I think we talk a little more in depth on some things, especially over our first night in Thursday and our last episode, which was in Vegas. So if you want to hear some other details, especially about the Taco Bell, we do hit a lot on that in our last episode. So it was everything we wanted. So it, it was, was blast. Perfect. But was awesome. all right, back back into the show. The bits. bit bit of the week. Before we get to Ryan Carter, we'll just give you guys our bits of the week. I'm going to start it off. No. By doing the bracket buster bit, because March Madness is just an annual reminder that no one knows what the fuck is going on in this tournament. Everything happens that shouldn't happen. Everything that should happen doesn't happen. Uh, my brain is still fried, so I'm kind of trying to be witty here, but it's just the connections. Kind of blank. It's hard. It's hard to. It's hard to create it just, the it's connections, tough. man. And, and I don't know why I wanted to gamble on it so much because I got most things wrong. I lost a lot of money on that, and. Like the like on the first night, I had a parlay that was a five leg money line parlay, and it was like three upsets and two favorites. And I'm like cheering against Purdue because I'm like fuck Purdue, let's go North Texas. Like I want the underdog to win. Fuck you. Turns out, way. turns out that Purdue was the last leg of that parlay that needed a hit. I would have won like three hundred dollars. So I was rooting unintentionally against my own team. Did you see the pedestrian effort too that Texas put up their very next game? Yeah, they, they just lost got killed, by twenty. Right? It was brutal, and it's like Purdue would have. I feel like Purdue might have won that game. They would have done it. They would have put up a better fight. Yeah, dude. It, 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 that's just what happens in the NCAA tournament because you have a team like Abilene Christian, 14 seed, beat Texas, and then lose by 20 in the next game to 11 seed UCLA. That should ha- That's just the first rounds, man, of the tournaments. I think I had Purdue, and I, I think uh, my parlays were all just shitty. They were all so bad. Like Bubba like, was saying, parlays are a sucker's bet, and then he proceeded to bet all his money on parlays. Yeah. Well, it- <sighs> Well, and, and they always say if, if you can't find the biggest schmuck in the room, then it's you. But in that case, it was Bubba. So no, that was mean. Bubba wearing <laughs> jeans in but, Vegas to stop. Yeah, but that, that's my bit. It's March Madness. We love it. But it's, bit. it's just, yeah. I mean, what? The, the stat was on like Friday morning. Yep. Zero uh, percent of brackets are 100 correct like they've always yeah. busted it's already tough all however many millions that people fill yeah. out there's always done, there's but. always usually like a <clears throat> hundred i feel like after the first day <clears throat> after the first day <clears throat> bubba's just doing that shit are you guys his voice is shot i can't really tell in yours but mine's really bad my my, my voice oh when i got back last when i got back i was trying to like talk to my brother and stuff i couldn't even talk right it's just way better up. now just do like to talk my voice is just yeah it's through the the Stephen Hawking, but bit. it's <laughs> wow. Jake, did the Google bad, bit. Bad Google Jake. Bit. I'm sorry. All it, right, that's what he did. My bits. Yeah, March Madness bracket busting. Our brains are fried. Wags, what do you got this week? You know, I you know I, I wrote one down. I'm gonna go with a different one. It's uh, the airport scare. Um, Cam and I were waiting to go back home. Uh, yeah, from Vegas to Minneapolis, obviously. And all of a sudden, the alarms start going off, and like this, like obviously, like a robotic voice saying, "Alarm activated." 
Please remain calm. Alarm activated. Like, we are investigating the cause, and we're sitting there, and oh, everyone Jesus, is like, what? everyone's looking around, like, on? what the fuck is going on? Cam's like, is there an active shooter? Like, he was like straight up serious. Like, well, yeah, you can. You don't that. know. So, yeah. So like, it, it, like it's 30, 45 seconds. The alarm going off. Everyone kind of freaking out. Like, like parents grabbing their kids, telling them to come here and stuff like that. Um, it, it's you know, it was, eventually it shuts off. Later, like all the people who got a ticket got an email and said this was the cause of the alarm. Someone stole from a fucking store. And they set off the alarm to the whole entire airport. Which blows my mind because, I mean, after, like, you know, what happened with, like, 9-11 and stuff and then the whole transformation of TSA, you would think that the the, the threshold for setting off an alarm in an airport would have to be a pretty bad situation. I yeah. Mean, it, there's a lot of people that are in an airport all the time. So, like, if you're putting an alarm off, it better be for a good reason because there's people probably asking questions. That's the perfect way to cause scared, just everyone scared. there to fucking Mass panic. panic. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Benino, Benino, Benino. Dude, what's he Benino, 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 Benino. The score is only 2-1, to one, Minnesota against Anaheim right now, but what's the boys have been buzzing lately. The boys have oh, been buzzing. I mean, like, in this game, not the past few Boys games. are buzzing. Jake, what, what's your bet? So my bit is it's kind of stupid, but it's the uh, the I don't guess the Homer, the foreign Homer request. This is bit. a good bit. No, I'll give it to you. This the, this was a good joke the whole weekend. It was a joke, but like we legitimately, I was I we were getting so drunk we might have actually did it. But it was like where you're in a place like Vegas, far away from Minnesota. We're at the massive pool party. We're at a massive pool party, and the Wild have an afternoon game. While all these March Madness games are going on, they have like six big monitors. And, and everyone is betting on, right? So Everyone's betting on. The joke was go up to the bartender and ask them, hey, could you guys put on the wild game? It's, <laughs> it's like being at B-dubs and like Savage when you say, well, yeah, can you put on the wild game if, if they didn't? But no, you're going you're going dude, up to a bar, the most popular pool during the, one of the most popular yes. weekends to be in Vegas. Yeah. Um, have other events can on. You, can, you, uh, can you turn on the wild game? Is it, <laughs> you guys have Fox Sports North out here? Can you imagine yeah. the look you'd actually get? If you, you might have done it, Jake. Actually, you're like, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I was really close to doing it, but then I said they're down 2 nothing, so I'm like, fuck J- it. Just, just be like, I, I've heard a lot of chatter on the sports book floor, and there's just, there's actually a lot of action on this On one. this game it's right a more It's a mortal lock on the wild money line. Just imagine seven TV, or eight out of the eight TVs, seven are college basketball, and just one in the corner. has the fucking wild The wild and the avalanche. Like, regular season. In like middle of the season game. Well, remember on Thursday night on the strip that we were at one of those outdoor restaurants on the big ass TV. We asked to put it on there, but apparently someone had requested Boise NIT. State and an NIT yeah. game. What the fuck I, is I, that? I think the Wild game beats a, mi- Dude, a middle but- a middle of the season regular season. Like, hockey game beats the NIT. The NIT exactly. championship. Who gives a shit? It wasn't in the championship. It was a first-round game. You got to think more people are betting on the NHL than the NIT But what's funny, what think? I actually yes. did, I actually did hit a few bets on oh, the okay. NIT. Okay. So but, did Bubba. But, but no, I, I wouldn't care. I'd much rather watch any hockey game than the Wild. That, that was funny is because they actually considered it. They said, let's go see if, some, I'll see if someone else requested it. It was a big-ass TV on this big patio bar on the straight on the middle of the strip. And they were legitimately thinking about playing the wild game. But someone requested Boise State NIT first round action. Yeah, so come on. That, that's stupid. Just, you, you but stop. With but that I honestly, I challenge anybody when you're uh, vacationing somewhere very far away from whatever home state you watch your sports and there's a random ass game on. She just requested like a big ass party. Just give that bit a shot. 
Just just do it. It's a good bit. And, and even and if they say no, it. it's a good laugh. Like, yeah. yeah. Can you guys play the, um, the, the Minnesota Wild? Um, yeah, they're actually, in the, Chicago third, they're actually in the third period, and I'm trying to hit the spread. So actually yeah. something hilarious. Obviously, this isn't during March Madness. I once went to Jamaica like six years ago, and they actually had like four NHL games on like live, including the Wild game. <laughs> nice. like, like, I did not expect that at all. It was yeah. hockey on the beach. That's another Dude, I, Hockey on the beach. Well, and I know we wanted to watch it because we're from Minnesota, and we watch, you know, we're like big Wild fans, but... Like you can, it's kind of like the same story with like the degenerate gambler bit because I remember some guy on Twitter saying, "Do you know how how degrading it is having to ask the bartender to put on uh, Hawaii versus Delaware volleyball?" Because <laughs> <laughs> the guy was gambling on it. Oh man, dude. Oh, but it's kind of the same bit though. You're, you're it is. You're going somewhere where you know no one's gonna want to watch what you asked to put on, but you know, like you do. So you're just gonna like give your, you know, you're gonna. You'd rather take your personal interest than that, and it, and then you just look like an asshole. I think that'd be so funny in the middle of a college <clears throat> basketball season, especially. <clears throat> God, I'm actually clearing my throat. My throat's yeah. fucked. I think it's done. It, I think I need a new fucked. one. It's it's you know, throat transplant bit, but I, I think uh, in the middle of a college <laughs> basketball season. <laughs> what what a great bit! The, it's the, a good the not a transplant. Bit. It's a good bit. It's a good bit. Okay, it's not a bit. <laughs> yes, it is a bit. Throat transplant. It might not even be scientifically possible right now at this point in, in our in our civilization. I spit everywhere laughing about that. Oh but my God. Uh, yeah, you just go to Vegas in the middle of a college basketball season. Grambling State is playing Norfolk State or something. Can I actually get the Grambling State Norfolk State game on rather than the Vegas Knights game? <laughs> and you get a guy like Jake who walks up with, with with aviators, a mustache, hey, and, hey, and, hey, and, hey, and, hey, State. and a free hat from Ooh. Bet MGM. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I oh, would laugh just, at myself. Stereotypical foreigner. Like I'm betting on these games. <laughs> Can you turn on this game? Oh, oh I'm crying, oh, dude. That, that is the great. persona of like. An outsider. It is. Like the free bet MGM hat. Like the, the aviators and the mustache. Yeah, can you I'm, put on the wild game? I'm cool in Vegas. Oh, can you God. turn on the wild game? Oh. It's perfect. That's so funny. It's a great bit. Okay, oh but all right. Well, we've we've rambled Get enough to Vegas. We survived. Uh we're Barely. gonna be going back with Dean and Joe Barely. next year. Looking forward to that. Let, let's uh let's go into our interview with Brian Carter here after a quick break. Hey Jake, have you ever heard of an all in one sports betting app? No, but I've been I've been looking all over the app store, but I can't find one. Well, you must not have looked hard enough. Let me introduce to you a new app called Vigit. You can get connected with like-minded fans and discuss picks and predictions. Oh, like the social media bit, but yeah. for betting. It's like Facebook. Hell yeah. Same story. On top of that, you can legally place bets in all 50 states, which does include Minnesota, compete to win prizes, and you can bet on things like spreads, money lines, over-unders, the whole nine yards. You can win some Amazon gift cards or you name it. Sign up. All you got to do is just simply download the Viget app on Apple App Store or Google Play Store and enter the promo code 10K when you sign up to receive 2,500 coins right off the bat. Once again, that is Viget, V-I-G-I-T, and use the promo code 10K when you sign up. You know, you can use those coins to uh, throw some money on the Harvard versus over under like me or even the hot dog eating contest. It's a great bit. So download the Viget app today. All right, folks, welcome back to It's a Bit. Special guest with us, we have Ryan Carter, former NHL player from White Bear Lake. Played over 500 games for multiple teams, including the Wild. And uh, and now you're in broadcasting. You do digital media for the Wild. Thanks for joining us. Speaking of in the middle of a Wild game, uh, I was going to ask you if you were pissed that we were pulling you away from it, but it sounds like you're having a, a internet cri- crisis, so <laughs> you're not able to watch it anyways. No, yeah, exactly. Uh, I'll have to review the film. 
regardless. Um, I don't, uh, I do some of the broadcast stuff. I don't have the following game in Anaheim, so it's not the, uh, or Wednesday's game, so it's not the end of the world. Uh, mm-hmm. I do have the Thursday match against St. Louis, so I'll have to be watching more closely on Wednesday, which I think was the other time you guys, uh, you, you yeah. better record. Oh, yeah. So that's how I was like, I was like, yeah, we better do Monday. <laughs> Monday worked. And, uh, for those of you who obviously, know us we had plenty of technical difficulties getting ryan on that delayed it by 20 minutes but it was just so. the dial a dial was it was a down. damn dial being turned down but that's just that that's just that's just us that shit just happens to us all the time we're we're interesting people that are very technically savvy apparently not not really this is the opposite because vegas being sarcastic but, because vegas uh so yeah qu- quick question for you would you put yourself on the mount rushmore of broadcasters with mullets because there probably can't be too many of them right wait uh you, I'd really have to go back in time. I mean, you've got Barry Melrose, right? Yeah, um, that's the only one I can think of. I can't recall. You know, ESPN just signed a new deal with the NHL, and I'm thinking uh, Gary Thorne, Bill Clement, those guys back in the day. I'd have to imagine some of them uh, at some point had a decent mullet going on just because that was the style. <laughs> right. uh, but um, you know what? I'm pretty proud of my mullet, so yeah, I'll just put it on any mullet Mount Rushmore right now. Right. I think I saw a picture of you from like the side angle, like you're wearing your suit and everything, and then you just have, you know, like the biz- lettuce sticking bi- out. Business yeah. in the front, party in the back, as they say. It's so great with the the broadcasting, like the headset on. Uh, we used to not have those in all the time, but now we have the headset on. You can really hide it. So it, it actually, my hair does look like it's respectable straight on with the ear, right. like the earmuffs hiding. And then I turn sideways and it's like, hold on, does, does he have a, like a ponytail on. back there? <laughs> <laughs> that would be special edition of the, uh, the broadcast would be a man bun episode. Could you imagine that? That would be great. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, would, you, would you be willing to do that? Yeah. Is that something you'd want to do? Or you not Get in a man bun. Uh, I tell you what, um, I've, I'm starting to get to the point where I'm getting ready to cut it. Like uh, Minnesota, you guys know the the state high school hockey tournament and everything. Like it's, the hair, it, like there's a buildup for that. And I don't know why, because I'm not invested in it at all. But I feel like once I get through the state high school tournament, I can cut it. But until then, I can't. So uh, well, if I can get some support beyond that to to maybe keep growing it to the point where it can be in a man bun, yeah, I would do that. Let, let's say that the all hockey hair team existed when you were in high school. Would you have won that award? Ooh, uh, I don't know that I would have made it. Uh, yeah, I don't know that I would have made the video, uh, but I did have long hair. It was uh, my senior picture with my mom and dad, whatever that was. Uh, the hair, I think my hair then was probably the longest it has ever been. Uh, so, <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, longer than it currently is. If you did want to do the uh, man bun bit, all we have to do is drive like one soy latte into you, and you'll probably be ready to go. You'll be inspired. You'll be like, well, where's, where's my ponytail? Or send you out to Seattle for a day or California, come right. back, and then you're like, that's all okay. it takes. Boom. LR. Uh, yeah, I, I was wondering if what you meant by that was that a soy latte really gets your hair to grow fast, because I was like, yeah, all right, I'm all <laughs> oh. in. Oh. <laughs> I think you just mean the courage. That, yeah, no. or the persona, the persona of someone with the man bun. The, there you go. The, the soy, the soy latte. Well, right. we could start a, we could start a, um, if you want to keep, you talk about support going beyond the state high, high school hockey tournament, we could start a Twitter, Ryan Carter, 
keep the mullet or Ryan Carter's mullet or something. Ryan, shit. yeah, keep the yeah, mullet. Like Russo slacks, yeah, yeah Ryan Carter's like mullet. Yeah, Ryan yeah. Carter's <laughs> mullet. We'll keep it going. See if we can what if my mullet just had great takes all the time? That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it turned into you like could... a not Danley Heatley kind of Twitter page, stuff like that. It'd just be some crazy shit. How many games do you broadcast a year? Are you doing half of them, or how does that really work? Yeah, uh, I think that's all decided at the beginning of the year. Uh, There's a few voices in there now, Gigi Marvin and Lou Nanny. Um, So I don't know exactly how many. Um, I think, like, it's Wes Walls and I obviously do the bulk of them, and then Lou and and Gigi will will do just a handful. But, um, yeah, it's, it's predominantly Wes and I. Right. Well, oh, Jake, did you? Have no, a I was gonna. I was gonna say, what is uh, how is it working with West Walls and being his original Wild member, and it's kind of like a well-known guy around around here. He's my I mean, favorite player growing uh, up. Yeah, yeah West yeah. Walls. I mean, he's just he's kind of a household name amongst at least Wild fans. I mean, what's what's it like working with him? Yeah, it's great. No, it's uh, it's awesome. Uh, he's a great dude. Again, it, it's challenging in that regard, though, because I think uh, as a player, everybody did love him, right? So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're. Uh, He's got a lot of fans out there for sure. Um, uh, but no, it's good. The irony is that we work together, but we actually really don't. It's, it's more, uh, and we don't cross paths that much, especially now with, with COVID and all those rules and stuff. But uh, it's kind of like a fly-by high five. All right, you got these ones, I got the next one. Uh, so we don't work together a ton. But um, before this, we'd get together for a handful of things. And, uh, you know, it was um, it's fun to get his perspective on things. Uh, it's a little different than mine. Uh, he's got a coaching background, some other stuff too. So it's uh, he's always got uh, some good views. Well, one advantage you have over him is that you're a Minnesota kid. So I feel like the Minnesota audience can definitely get behind you. Right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I know for sure that like my mom is listening, probably like my wife's parents and stuff. And they're for sure in the Ryan Carter fan club. But um, yeah, <laughs> aside, aside from them, no promises. Well, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure you have some. I'm, well, I was going to say West Walls is a household name, but that's not to take any credit away from you. I'm sure people are starting to come around on Ryan Carter, and you become more of a, a, a name, you know, when people are watching Minnesota Wild and starting to recognize you. And I mean, I mean, you're from White Bear Lake, you're a Minnesota guy, so I'm hoping you're starting to get a, a kind of a fan base. When did you start uh, broadcasting games? Was it last year? The year before? Last year, yeah. Last so, year, okay. Yeah. Yep. Last year I did a couple. Um, Now this year, I don't know what we're at now, but yeah, a few more. So still pretty new to it all. Well, one thing that West Walls doesn't have on you is the uh, the the brains behind the Kaprizov beast mode bit. Did did he? uh, (laughs) By the way, we loved that. We use that. We use the video so much. did, did you show him the video before he did it, or were you like, here's your line? Like, it's easy enough. It's, it's easy enough. <laughs> that sounds like, I was like, here's your line. Just say this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, have you guys seen the outtakes? He still struggled with it a little bit, but uh, yeah. it was yeah. it was fun. Yeah. Because what was that? It was uh, it was Marshawn Lynch, right? And he, yeah. He was like, I'm just here so I won't get fined. And then someone's <laughs> yeah. like, hey, what about that? Like, the journalist kept firing questions to him, and he just kept saying, I'm just here so I won't get fined. So, yeah. I mean. I mean, yeah, which, I was just lights. there for beer, which is what most fans can. Yeah. <laughs> which is awesome yeah. because I didn't know if anybody was going to get the bit because like he hadn't talked to the media, uh, and it's not that he was like ghosting him on purpose, um, you know, or whatever. It's just that's kind of the way the chips fell. Um, but I think people really wanted to talk to him, and they felt like they couldn't. So finally, when he when he spoke to the media, I jumped out and was like, "Hey, 
uh, can you just say this and uh, it should work out all right? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. The rest will figure itself out. Hey, right. What's your What's your opinion about people saying that he shouldn't win the Calder because he's twenty three years old? Um. Well, I, I would say that it's within the rules. Uh, I mean, I I get 100%. the argument when when there's you know there's like an eighteen year old kid. Um. But but again, it, it there, there's a lot of gray area with those those trophies and those awards too. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to give it to a kid that just simply has more points or are you going to give it to a kid that's on a team that actually wins? There's no criteria for a team that wins. Right. But there's a lot more value that, that Kirill has brought to the wild than say uh, Stutzla has to, to Ottawa. Right. Because the wild are winning games and, and they need the points he's putting up. And let's say Stutzla even had more points than him. I think you still give Caprice up the nod because he's on a team and helping his team win games. Um, I don't see people, you know, th- that topic doesn't come up as often as right now the age, but it's his first year in the NHL. He's a pro player. And this is the other take I have, because I mean, from Minnesota, our route is the college route. And if you go 18 to 22, like he's no different than a, a kid playing through his senior year at college at 22 and then busting on right. as a rookie, right? Like it's no different. You feel like, oh, he's cheating because he played a couple of years in the KHL or whatever. I mean, he's still a young dude. He's just, you know, he's a same age as a graduated senior, so no big deal. Well, and he was good enough to play in the KHL, like as as such a young kid. Like, yeah, it's, involved it, in that, yeah, right. Well, I mean, not only no, play, yeah, but just I dominate mean, the league. Dominate, as well. he, was, right. yeah. he was a stud well, over there. And- I, th- I think you can flip that coin too and say, all right, maybe should we use this dude as a case study in terms of how we should probably bring our players along because. We just hit the pause button. We couldn't get him for five years, so we didn't rush him. Like Stutzla's, he's in the NHL at 18, right? Like, why rush? Wait till he's 23. Go ahead. He, he'll probably win the Calder then, right? But he'll be legitimately NHL ready by then. So, I mean, there's a yeah. flip side of this that says maybe we should develop guys this way and just yeah. be a little bit more it's, patient. With it's them. an investment. That, no, see, that's like a great point, though. I thought about that. Like, you see, like, the NBA, they bring out a guy right away. But it's like... And the NHL has done that a lot too, but you look at that, especially with the MLB and now, and like the NFL, they come in at 21, 22 when they're ready to play in the league. You, I mean, yeah, you could say like, that's just such a stupid take. Well, he's 18 and younger. So give him the call there. Well, no, look, look at college hockey, right? Like, I know football people go right to the you know right to d1 a lot of people do right in hockey most kids are playing two or three years of junior hockey before they even go to college these days they're so much more physically mature than i feel like other sports sometimes because of that yeah yeah and a lot of these a lot of these awards and i think a lot of the individuals will will say this and echo it they're they're team awards too right so part of it is management and how they bring you along and the decisions they make. Right. And, and how the team brings you along and where you fit and certain things like that. A lot, a lot of things have to go well and go right for a person to have success in the NHL. And um, in some regards, like maybe the wild deserve this trophy a little bit more than some others because of the way they brought them along. And maybe that can reinforce, Hey, let's chill on some of these 18 year old kids. Like, or Ottawa, like maybe you should have chilled on your 18-year-old kid. Like maybe he was good enough. Maybe he could have played in a pro league in Germany. We, I mean, who knows? We don't know. Um, well, I know a lot of people mean, are giving Lafreniere, uh, you know, the number one overall pick, a lot of shit. But can you imagine him when he's 23 years old, how good he's going to be playing? Right. Yeah, exactly. And I wouldn't give him a ton of heat either because at that age, everybody's different, right? Like yeah. in just in terms of like being a person and maturity to handle things. I remember walking into Madison Square Garden for like my first game in the NHL, and I was an older guy. I was, 
I mean, I was, I was shit my pants, you know, and to have an 18 year old kid come in as the number one overall pick, like good luck. If he does take it by storm, he is a unique person and athlete, but if he struggles, he's probably more normal than, uh, you know, anything else. Right. Well, I've heard people make that argument like already, like they're saying like, oh, Lafreniere, oh, he's in one overall pick and you have Kaprizov doing great. What a bust. What a bust. It's like, like dude, he's 18. Stop. It's so stupid to say that. Like we, yeah, we definitely are like, I wouldn't say like lucked out. Obviously we saw something in him when we drafted him, but like we did, he's just an older player. You can't say that on a guy like Lafreniere and like, although like, I love how like when that hap- when the draft happened, there's so many people saying like the draft was rigged and all that you know shit or whatever. But um, th- no, you can't compare that. That's just so stupid. Like when there's so many critics like that. It's like no, that just wasn't stop. there. Uh, what was the whole bit with that? Wasn't there someone's ball had like a double doink in the in the thing? Oh right, yeah, it was the Rangers. The Rangers popped right. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. right. Right. It's like there's a conspiracy, man. Yeah, launch the, the launch the conspiracy talk. But yeah, right. Uh, Carter, to go back to your wild days, Aaron, Aaron said we had to bring this up. Um, <laughs> so uh, you are a victim of a Marcus Foligno fight. Oh yeah. What's it What's it like taking a punch from that guy? <laughs> well, I tell you what, it wasn't fun. Um, <laughs> no, it's a lo- it's a long story, but uh, I don't remember the lead up to it, but. We took a neutral zone face off and maybe slashing the back of the legs or vice versa. Um, and we, the, they end up, the D ends up rimming the puck in and we go for like a 50, 50 battle right on the hash. Um, and he comes in hard or something or we just square off to fight. Um, and I, I mean, I knew he was bigger. I knew he was tough. I didn't know like how long he was. And, uh, we end up getting against the wall and, um, I was looking away and kind of going for feel. You know, like, I didn't want to go in and go toe-to-toe with a guy that's longer than me. He's going to hit me all day long. I'm never going to reach him. Um, so I was waiting to feel him push, and then you counter, right, because then he's not coming at you. Well, all he did was push off the wall. That's the push I felt. And then he loaded his weapon, oh. and, as, and then I stepped right into it. Boom. Right? Oh. <laughs> I remember, like, getting ready, like, yes. Oh, no. And then li- – <laughs> Like literally just yeah. slow mall coming in, boom, hit me. It's like uh, it's like the it's the like meme where it's movie. like, and at this point he realized he fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, he hits me hard, and I didn't realize either. Like he's got big hands too. Like I had little bird hands with like light bones and stuff. He, he has these big heavy hands. Um, then his old man was coaching me at the time in New Jersey. He's the assistant coach. So really, yeah. He, yeah. He split me. Uh, I had to get stitches. So I'm in there getting repaired and the intermission comes along. His dad, his dad comes and like, ah, why didn't you tell me you were going to fight Marcus? I didn't know you were going to do that. I would have told you not to. And I was like, I was like, what? What? He's like, well, yeah, what's, he's your, what's your relationship with him now? With Marcus or his dad? With Marcus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's great. Uh, I think a lot of people really struggle with this. Um, we fight the fighting is actually a job. I don't know. I can't speak for everybody, but it's not like I really ever enjoyed it. Um, not a lot of it was for passion. It's probably more for like uh, respect or room or certain other things like that. And there's not a, there's not a guy that I fought that I like really hold anything against. Like personally, um, they, they have a job to do. And so do I. So it's like, 
good. You were good at it, Marcus. You're well, a little bit better at it than I was. So congrats to you. You know, but um, I, I can't no big deal what to the me. Video was I was I saw a video like a year ago of two guys who they're one of them's mic'd up and they both just beat the living shit out of each other and they get in the they're both in the penalty box he's like hey we still doing conditioning this summer he's like yeah hey how's it like how's your kid doing because like their kids were friends and stuff too they're just having a casual conversation after they just lit each other up like that put it into perspective for me that it's like okay they don't really hate each other yeah and it's super hard to explain because i think some people look at that and they say this is rigged like these guys are buddies like this can't act be real if they're fighting and then they're like having a beer after that this isn't real you know yeah Yeah, Uh, i I guess it could be anywhere from there to to like they might actually not like each other in person too i guess it could be anywhere in between but the good thing about the good thing about hockey is there's not a lot of donkeys right like most hockey has a way of like weaning out filtering out the idiots right and Mm -hmm. um and fighting has a has a big role in that um so there's not too many tools to where you're going to be like, Oh, I couldn't ever stand that guy. Right. Or mm-hmm. you fight a guy because he's a loser or a bad dude or something. That's usually not the case. You're usually going to get along with all these guys. Cause by that time, especially the NHL, most of the idiots have been weaned out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if you, I mean, personally, I mean, you played in the NHL a while. I mean, did you ever, ever personally experience like a rookie coming in kind of being like a hothead? Like I can, I can compete with these guys. I'm going to like talk shit to some of these players. I mean, does that even happen? I mean, oh. I feel like, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That happens. Yeah. But, a rookie that comes but, in, like, you got to okay. put them, you, they, then they get put in their place. Yeah. Right. Like, you're right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So the, like, like the, yeah, yeah. It, it has a way of policing itself and um, everybody sees it. So it's like, let's say there's 20 guys in there and one of them is a young guy coming in 19 are like, well, he's a little too hot for his britches. We'll make sure that he settles down. Right. And, um, there, yeah, I was at training camps, uh, in Anaheim where, uh, there, there was a, the incumbent heavyweight tough guy. And then the next guy coming in and the first day of camp, they're like, let's go, let's do it. Whoever wins this fight's a tough guy. Right. And they're like, okay. So then that's it. Practice starts off with a fight. Boom. And the incumbent wins, and then the, the rookie's got no choice. He's like, all right, I better go work on it, you know? Hey, well, speaking of Anaheim, did you make your NHL debut in a playoff game? Yes. How How was that? Because that sounds Yeah, that's got to be terrifying, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, um, a lot of times in my career, I shit my pants. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> we were – I played that whole year in the minors, and we get called up to be a black ace, and for whatever reason – at that point, Randy, Carlisle, or management, whomever, they wanted like a different look. Um, everybody is healthy. It was fine. Um, I hadn't played an NHL game yet, but I think they wanted um, like a bigger body down there. They had a, a smaller guy and they wanted a bigger body. And don't come on, we didn't play a ton. Um, um, but so I, I screen a call. I get a call from a local number uh, when I was sitting in the hotel down there and I'm like, I'm not answering this uh voicemail comes through i answer it was the assistant coach he's like he's like hey you better call me back you better not be on the beach coming in tomorrow with the sunburn or anything because uh we we've got you in the lineup and uh i call him back right away like as fast as i could hey yeah hey dave yeah no i'm not on the beach i think i just i just wrapped up a set of sit-ups here in my hotel room yeah yeah you caught me in the middle of a workout yeah that's why i was busy uh yeah well, hold on, let me catch my breath. Uh, <laughs> so like, uh, I'm totally good, man. Yeah, I'll play. Uh, and that was a that was a Western Conference final against Detroit. So we go out, and I'm Ooh. sitting on the bench. And actually, uh, Solani was sitting right next to me. 
And oh, wow. that was the furthest that Timu Solani had ever been in the playoffs in his career. And that was my first NHL game. So I, oh. I know I remember thinking on the bench right before or after the anthem, I was like, do not screw this up for Timo. <laughs> <laughs> well, they they won the cup that year, right? So your name's on the Stanley Cup. You're a Stanley Cup champion, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I go out for my first shift, and uh, it's I think it's Chelios and Todd Bertuzzi um, wow. are out there, and they end up getting like an odd man rush kind of. So I got to make a read. I make a read on Chelios. He passes it to Bertuzzi. He ends up scoring. Um, so it was my first angel shift. I was minus one. I was like, dude, this league is unbelievable. This is crazy. You know, like I'm on the ice for 10 seconds, dash one already. That's it. So I go back to the bench. Uh, I go back to the bench. I was like, wow, that was actually fun. Like at least I got one in there. Um, but I thought that was, I thought that was the end of it. Management at the end was like, don't worry about it. That's not your fault. So I was happy about that. But yeah, you're, I would be, I'd be terrified. Oh, my, my career is done. <laughs> yeah. I'm done. Damn it! But didn't you also? So you were also part of. Uh, you were also part. Of, you played with Parisi in New Jersey too, right? You won a yep. cup down there, right? Yeah, I you mean, didn't win yeah. that one. Win the Stanley Cup Finals, right? I thought. Yeah, we went to the finals in twelve. We didn't win a cup. We lost okay. in six games to the Kings. Um, okay. That was just a bummer. Yeah, we right. that that series was so close. We lost the first two in OT. Um, the Kings hadn't they hadn't lost uh, a road game in the playoffs yet that year. So I think if we would have found a way to get one, uh, one of the first two in our own building, we were the sixth seed. We had all might against the Kings. They were the eighth seed. Oh, yeah, had we found, crazy. yeah, had we found a way to get one at home, and they would have had a uh, their first road loss. There would have been some doubt, and I think things would have been different. But um, yeah, we ended up losing in six games in LA. That one sucked. That that's why the NHL is awesome though. It's a Stanley Cup Finals and it's a six seed versus an eight seed. I'm yeah, not sure how many you don't other see sports. that in basketball. Yeah. It's always one and one or one and two or NBA yes. for sure. You never see that. Never, at all. never in a million years. Right, you just don't. So I, yeah, that was so cool to see that. Yeah, there's a lot of parity. I think you look at those two clubs though. Like the Kings were big and heavy. We were old and slow, but we played. Uh, uh, we had to play a system game it wasn't a lot of fun to watch it was typical jersey hockey right but we rode it all the way we plowed through some really good teams um but um yeah the kings were just a little bit too much for us we had the actually the way it ended we had the number one pk in the league that year um riding the special teams and we ended up taking a five minute major in game six and they got three on that five minute major that was it boom yeah well a question i had for you ryan were you a big uh were you a big trash talker back in the day and if so, uh, what were your favorite chirps? Well, so I would like to chirp. Um, and it de- it really depended. I would say targets were like features of people, you know, like things people can't change about themselves. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. like you, you're you going to get that fixed when you're done? Are you waiting for your dumb plan? Or certain stuff like that. But again, for me, um, chirping was more to keep myself in it than to throw somebody else off of it. I would always try to find a way to be uh, either witty, funny, to see if I could get like a double take from from the somebody, you, you know. know like, or like, wait, what the hell did he just say to me? Yeah, wait, <laughs> did you just say that? Wait, say that again. Yeah. Wait, say that again. <laughs> I want to hear it. <laughs> uh, something like that, or yeah, exactly. Um, where you get in a spot where you're actually supposed to be in like an intense conversation with a guy, um, and he's laughing at you. Or, or can you imagine just to, just to throw him off? Like, did guys ever like? throw like a compliment out there instead of like a like a chirp just be like you have great hair it's like yeah 
wait, he was supposed to tell me to like fuck off. Like, what did you <laughs> right. say to me? Great dangles, right. man. Yeah. Or, or what I started doing too is uh, I'd ask the guys in, that speak other languages, um, like, hey, how do I say this in your language? Uh, yes. So then you go, you go out there and you're facing off against a Swede who doesn't like they don't get yeah. mad at all, and you just, just say something in Swedish to him and then just stare at him. I hope I got that right. I don't even know right. what I said, but you <laughs> yeah. know what? Let's do this. Or I don't right. know. Like, that'd be awesome. Right. That's like the biggest so troll. Fun. Biggest yeah. troll. Yeah. Say maybe some players from other teams need to start learning Russian. Talk to Kaprizov. They can, they can do the same thing. Right. So I, uh, yeah, I know a couple, I know a few things in Russian too. And, and the, actually that day when we did the beast mode bit, I was like, Hey, uh, I know how to speak some Russian. And I ran through all of it. Let's just say uh, Krill didn't need an interpreter for those words. He knew those things. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, nice. You're probably yeah. one of the few. I mean, you got that's you got to be pretty proud of yourself. I feel like not a lot of people can communicate effectively with 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 Kaprizov right now, other than obviously like interpreters. But to be able to talk with them in some way, have a conversation is just. I mean, a lot of not a lot of people can say that. So swear words in yeah. Russian. Swear words in right. Russian. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's what I, I feel I like say. though, if, if I'm learning any foreign language, those are the first words I'm going to look up. Like for sure, those are the first ones I want to learn. Especially Russian, the ba- all the right. bad cool. words. Right, right. Well, it's filler. Like when you don't know a language that well, you need to throw some filler words in there, and, and swear words are like the best filler, right? Like, boom. right, yeah. You just drop an f bomb for like no right. reason. I love right. doing that. It could be like an <laughs> adjective. It could be like a noun. Like you name it, the f word can be like anything. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, it is the most flexible word in the English language. It's out, it's right. out there. You can, you, hey, right. Yeah. Ryan, do you have a favorite? Uh, like, you have a favorite hockey memory. Ooh, boy, favorite hockey memory. Um, yeah, boy, I'd probably really have to stick an era on that. Um, I'll say uh, playing was great, but sharing it with other people was probably the best, right? Um, so having my dad with and around stuff like that, and just seeing like how happy everybody is for, for something that like you did, um, that was super rewarding. Um, I really had a blast to the outdoor game at TCF. Uh, I had a couple of daughters there with me. I was going to um, say, I think your stadium series jersey, I saw it's over your, over yeah, your left shoulder. Yeah, one of them back there. Yeah, yeah so beautiful. iconic image. Probably one of my favorite photographs is me holding my girls with torn up wild gear, eye black on, sweat, no teeth um, uh, at TCF. And uh, that was a highlight, again, because I, I got to share it with, with my girls, and that was super important. Yeah. Well, also, and, didn't you yeah. beat? Yeah, you yeah. kicked the Blackhawks' ass that day too. Huh? Right. <laughs> oh yeah. There's that too. <laughs> Gosh, that was. I was gonna say the uh, the uh, your your jersey in the background is way cooler than the Thomas Vanek one we have up in here. That's from China. That's very obviously fake. That one's up <laughs> on our wall. But same. I think it's like the same color scheme, so we'll count it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's the jersey, man. We'll take it, <laughs> even though yeah. it's, even though it's Vanek, but. We'll take yeah. That's that stadium series though was was really unique. It's too bad they they couldn't have the obviously COVID. You know that can't that hit and I was so we were all looking forward to the Winter Classic here. That would have been. I mean, I don't think they're planning on having it next year here. I think, but that would have been just an absolute blast. Right. I was so looking forward to that. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's gonna be like a like a Japan Olympics this year. Where I heard if they cancel, they don't get it again to like twenty thirty two. Uh, I think oh, if the, the stadium series, they're hoping to get it back here, if not next year, the following, something like that. But, um, man, there's something special, no question, about outdoor hockey in Minnesota. Uh, that stadium series game, there's just enough dusting of snow to where, like, it, like 
set the scene and it looked awesome. It was um, but yeah, but Minnesota is going to be, and it doesn't matter, man. It's going to be rocking uh, on New Year's Day when they do have the Winter Classic for sure. Right, a Target Field that would be that'd just be so fun. I'm just hoping it it does open up. I think that'd be an absolute blast. Just going to like Cowboy Jacks downtown, going to the Target Field. No, yeah. we're not watching a baseball game today. We're watching a hockey. We're watching, game. we're getting after. We're watching hockey. Gosh, that'd be that'd just be an absolute blast. But you played. I want to. So you you mentioned or I saw that you played at Mankato State, right? MS MSU. So and then you played in the WCHA days when the conference was. I would say, I mean, more competitive than it is now in the Big Ten. Well, MSU's still in a good conference, but what what was uh, what was playing back in the, I would say the the heyday of the WCHA? What was your uh, what was was fun? What was fun about that? Well, that was uh, that was the goal. Uh, I went and played junior hockey after, and I was getting letters, and I was a senior in high school uh, from schools around. But there was something about like it was it was the WCHA or bust for me. There were schools from out East that would send letters and it was like right to the garbage. Didn't care. Didn't care. Yeah. I didn't, you know, like I didn't even know. It was like, I don't even care. Don't care. Not going. Um, and, uh, I actually think, uh, I wanted to go on a visit out East at one point. Uh, but my, my junior coach was like, Marco Siki goes, are you actually going to maybe go there? I said, no, no, not a chance. He goes, then no, you're not going. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was yeah. like, Oh, come on. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, the WCHA was great. I, I'd be lying if I didn't say it. Like I wanted to, I wanted to be a golfer. I grew up wanting to be a golfer. Um, that was, uh, it was pretty clear that I wasn't going to be a golfer probably after my senior year of high school. Um, so then it turned into wanting to beat the golfers. Right. And um, Mankato is a good, uh, we had, we had a good class there. Uh, so 2002, Mr. Hockey's David Backus, Travis Morin, myself. So three guys from, um, from the O2 Mr. Hockey, um, going to Mankato. So we had a good group up front there. Um, we couldn't find a way to win the big games, but, uh, I loved Mankato still do go down there. Um, yeah, great place to play hockey. Good rank. Hastings has done a phenomenal job there over the last 10 years, really building things up there too. So, um, really just a good program right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, there could be a potential uh, MSU Gophers matchup in the uh, regional final this year of the NCAA hockey tournament. I don't know if you saw the bracket for that released, but they're in the same region. So they could, uh, I think, I forgot who Mankato plays, but they, if Minnesota wins and Mankato wins, they'll play to go to the Frozen Four. So so I I am aware of that. I think Minnesota's got to beat Omaha. I think. Mankato's yeah. got to beat Quinnipiac, and then there's going to be some real big dough on the line. Yeah, there's going to be some heavy bets. I've already planted the seed. We've got Bugstead in there. Nice. Um, well, I'll have to give the Vanimal Vanica call. Uh, I yeah. think this, yeah, this is the year. No, Mankato, this sucks. Uh, Mankato, um, and I don't know if it's me that's carried the curse or what, but White Bear Lake hasn't won uh, a game in the first round of the state high school hockey tournament in like 19 or 20 years, something like that. They, or appearances, like they can't win the first one. Uh, Mankato's never won a, uh, a national tournament game, like the, the round of 16. Um, they haven't won one yet. So wow. this is the year, this is the year things are going to go. Yeah. yeah. They've had so the number one. I'm seed. not superstitious, but I am a little, yes. a little yeah. and, and then they're going to hit the Gophers. <clears throat> 
I'm a big gopher guy, so... <laughs> yeah, you're wearing the shirt. I'm wearing a March Madness gopher shirt. Uh, From like 2000. 2019. So just two years ago. Two years ago. <laughs> so hey, but, is, is MSU then your, your actual unbiased opinion of who's going to win it all this year? You know, I don't. I haven't followed college hockey close enough, but um, I do have a ton of faith in, in my, my casings. Now I didn't play for them. Uh, as a supreme motivator, this group, mm-hmm. I do feel like last year was probably... Um, maybe uh, the team that everybody thought would win it. I think this year they thought maybe there would be some drop-off. They've still been really good, but he's a supreme motivator, and I would put him up there in in a one-game playoff like that against anybody. So, um, yeah, I, I, I haven't seen them play like North Dakota, or I don't even know who the number one overall seed is, but, um, yeah, I, I'd comfortably put money on Mankato. Yeah. And I actually love this this play here. Mankato lost in their their WCHA to Northern Michigan right now. And dude, at this time of year, losing it, it like timing matters. Like you get that sour taste at the right time that repolarizes your group. Like it's the perfect time to lose. Should have won your conference championship. Didn't you got beat? Now you know it's not going to be easy. You refine that hunger. Your focus. Boom. You hit the ground running. All right. All right. Well, I was gonna say you got to get me in on that gambling because I'm a uh, yes. I'm a North Dakota alumni, so I'm I'm pulling and, very heavily for them. Yeah, and you can't you can't bet on any college hockey. I mean, not like we can legally bet anywhere, anytime. But I don't see a lot of betting going on with college hockey, so that's unique. I want to do that. That'd be fun. Yeah, we were actually out in Vegas trying to gamble on it, and we, we weren't able to. Like, there's so no that college was hockey. Very disappointing. Damn it! Right. Like, you couldn't bet on college hockey at all. Like they didn't have it available. They, no. they didn't have any. No, like they no, never do. No actually. futures. Nothing. It's. It's, they had it, yeah, NHL, but not college. Yeah. Right. I wonder what the, why that is. I would. I'd be curious to look into that. Like, could be I, something with the NCAA. I, money. Uh, I bet it. I bet it has to do with they don't have the resources or they just don't run the numbers so that the odds are stacked in their favor. Yeah, there probably yeah. just isn't a, enough volume for it to make sense for them to do it, so they just say no way. Right. Like, because. Yeah, right. I don't know what they'd set the lines at, but it'd probably just be like a dart, right? Like, who knows? Just throw it. Yeah, yeah especially in that tournament. It, especially in yeah, college hockey, 16 teams. I mean, like, well, hopefully, like, a guy like Bob Motzko, he's been known to kind of just lay an egg in the NCAA tournament. Now he's the coach of the Gophers, so hopefully he doesn't do that. But, uh, yeah, well, against a team from Nebraska. Let's, let's not do that. <laughs> hey. Never know what could happen, Jake. Hey, Omaha has some good programs. It's but. it's it's considered March Madness as well. But another story we had to bring up, shifting away from college hockey, is uh, you're also a victim of getting stuck in an elevator. Oh boy, we uh we we just have to hear the story. Well, we were playing a. It was a super intense pigeon basketball game, so I think it was all like the members of the media and staff, uh, all the people that don't matter. This is on a wild road trip. Uh, at the the Ritz Carlton, nice hotel too, uh, in Boston. And I take the elevator down, clunk, 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 and it stops. And I ring the place. They're like, "Yeah, you're stuck in between floors. There's nothing we can do. Um, <laughs> you're gonna have to be there probably like a couple hours." I was like, "Hey, I gotta get to. A, I have to get to a game. Uh, like, I got stuff I gotta do." This is a um, medical emergency. Like, yeah. Uh, we'll get you there as fast as we can. Uh, I was like, all right. So I'm sitting in there waiting, going through my phone, trying to fight off all the anxiety establishing the, the P corner, like you name it, right? <laughs> yep, just, yep. just staying busy. Um, and then all of a sudden the, the, like the phone in there is, is ringing again, or the lady's talking to me again. She's like, is there anything we can do for you? Can we bring you anything? And I was like, hold on, hold on. Like what? Like a cheeseburger? 
Yeah. <laughs> if you can give yeah. me a cheeseburger, get me the hell out of here. What are you yeah, gonna bring me right now? You're gonna send some guy wearing all black down the shaft with like a rope, like it you see in action movies. He's gonna grapple down there just to get you like a bottle of water. <laughs> yeah, they're putting all that so, time into doing that, but can't pull you out. Yeah, please turn the city to DefCon One. I need to get to a hockey game. Yeah. Right. So she actually, uh, I think she was embarrassed, and I jumped all over her, which I regretted after. But I was like, like. She's just trying to be nice, and I was like, well, "If you could literally, if you could get me a burger, like let's say I wanted a burger, how are you going to get it to me? Let's let's get through this, because then I'll just get out the same way that burger gets in, you know." Right. Yeah. Um, uh, so she ends up apologizing. The elevator service company can't get there; they're stuck in traffic. Um, so they have some guy uh, maintenance or something come in, and he just like scales down the shaft, ends up telling me to scoot out of the way, kicks the the roof of the elevator out and down. Uh, eventually uh, slides a ladder down and I'm able to climb to safety. Um, uh, but not without, not without breathing some asbestos before what, that though. What a great maintenance worker. Holy shit. Yeah. That guy's hopefully get it. Got a raise up. Yeah. yeah. Be like, well, that's part, that's not part of the job description, but I'll do it. Dude. It's funny though. Cause when I was stuck in there, uh, he had like one of those unbelievable Boston accents and all I want to do is just sit there and listen to him. So he, yeah. he like rescued me and I should have wanted to get out, but I still want to just keep having a chat with him because it was just fun <laughs> listening to this guy. Uh, but yeah, you want to get out of here? Awesome. What? Yeah. You want to scale down? I'm scaling down there. Yeah, so where are you from? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean where I'm from? Let's get you the hell out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> no, well, Jake, Jake's been stuck in an elevator too, like in the last few months. So yeah, at his apartment actually. You you guys can start like uh, I've been stuck in an elevator like Facebook club. Except except Cove. Except my situation was 120% preventable. Right. 120% our big guy Bubba, I don't know if you're aware of him Ryan, but we have a big guy that does uh well some things around here and he decided to jump like he was a 5-year-old kid. He's like 380 pounds. Yep. And yep. the elevator stops. And we were stuck in there for like two well, hours. On a right night. after it stopped, didn't he turn and look at you and say, "Don't put this on me"? Yeah, you know, he. I'm like, dude, what the what the fuck? He's like, "Don't put this on me, motherfucker! Don't put this on <laughs> me!" And I look outside. Two fire trucks, not one fire truck, two fire trucks, and three police cars. And I'm like, they were not. It was at my apartment. I'm like, oh, they're not kidding. Like they legitimately got stuck in the elevator. That was a joke. No. And they shut the whole city down to get them. Like it took every every first responder in Apple Valley at ten on a Sunday night to rescue them. So I would say your situation's different. Yeah, it was. It was not your. I never been stuck in an elevator, so I can't say like the generic situation of being stuck. But I would say Ryan, you're. It, it sucks getting stuck in an elevator. At least you didn't have to deal with uh, Bubba and have to be in there with this guy for two hours. So, Well, well yours looks spacious too, right? You had some space. Yeah, yeah. It, I did have some space. Uh, a few too many mirrors staring at myself. Um, yeah. But I was wondering that. Like, if I'm stuck in an elevator, what's the ideal situation? Are you by yourself or are you with somebody? Because, like, what if right. that other person, like, is – is full of like anxiety and panic. Like I'm, I'm, I couldn't just like talk them down or off the ledge for like two hours, three hours, yeah. whatever we were in there. That'd be miserable. But yeah. at the same time, like alone with your own thoughts, I FaceTime everybody in my, in my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the, the extent of my negotiations with the person not to do something crazy would be like, you got to calm down. <laughs> you got to stop. Just calm down. I don't know. Close your eyes or something. Count, count, count around count, a beach. Maybe I don't count, know. Count to a hundred, turn around, face the wall, count to a hundred. And then get back to me because there's really nothing yeah. you can do right now. <laughs> Seriously, though. Right. But yeah, you good thing you're in. The, were you in there by yourself then? I'm assuming. Yeah, I was stuck okay. by myself. Yeah. So at least yeah, I didn't have right. to like come up with like random like conversation points or like 
try to act like I was concerned about maybe some random individual I don't I don't know like some random he, guy just be like so what do you do <laughs> right, right. You small talk good to meet you yeah, yeah this is fun uh no I would have been like god damn I gotta get out of here actually then right. I probably would have felt rude like FaceTime and all my buddies telling them I'm stuck in the elevator but uh that's probably what I would have done anyway yeah, can you imagine there's just some guy and you're like I'm stuck in the elevator with some guy <laughs> he just yeah. like, looks at you like, oh, sorry <laughs> sorry what's your name Jim right yeah I'm stuck yeah. here with Jim Man, what, what kind of name is that hey are you uh are you buddies with uh Zach Halverson yeah 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 go Bears okay. yeah, go Bears yeah. he was on he was on the show a few weeks ago have you ever heard a ceiling fan story no. Okay, you, oh. I, you should ask him about it. I'm not yeah. gonna ruin it for you, but yeah. ask him about it. Yeah, sometime. I might not disclose yeah, it, but just yeah, it'll it'll blow your mind. The ceiling fan yeah. story. The next the time you're with them, just story. say the guys at 10K told me that you. I need to hear the ceiling fan story, and he's probably gonna start laughing. But. Yeah, let's just say it's not what you think. Right. Right. We'll, we'll yeah we'll leave it at that. Yeah, it's just crazy. <laughs> okay. We're I can't wait. Yeah, but before we get into the rapid fire, did you guys have any any last questions? You know, I don't think so. I think we hit on a lot of stuff, you know, talking about about his uh, hockey history experience. You got the whole experience. You got the technical difficulties. Yep. yep. You got all the Q&A, and now you get the rapid fire. So, yeah. so what the rapid fire is, is we're just going to ask you 10 questions, answer them as fast as you can. You ready? So is it is it like I you ask me when I answer it back and yep. forth? Yep. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Got it. All right. So first one is you're on a deserted island all by yourself. Speaking of being in an elevator all by yourself. Similar. Uh, you get one alcohol of choice. What is it? Uh, whiskey. Whiskey. Nice. All right. Uh, how many fourth graders could you fend off in self-defense? Ooh. Uh, what's the average class size? Probably 17. <laughs> 17. Nice. All right. Whole class. The whole class. Uh, what city do you like better, Minneapolis or St. Paul? St. Paul. East side. Yeah. East side. East side, what's you up? Sign like, for that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> East side. Uh, would you rather slap a random baby or your own grandmother? Ooh, boy, uh, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say grandmother. <laughs> All right, there we go. Uh, you slap another baby, you're going to jail. You, you you slap your grandmother, you're just not getting spaghetti next week. Right. <laughs> right. That's right. a good. That's that's, that's a good way fair. to think through it. Yeah. yeah no. But, yeah. Absolutely. Good logic. Uh, if you could eat dinner with one person, dead or alive, who would it be? Uh, one person dead or alive. Boy, that's a tough one. That's really. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say Tiger Woods right now. All right, <laughs> that's, that's I good. like that. Yeah, get well I, Tiger. Yeah. I have so many questions for Tiger right now. Um, mm-hmm. so many questions. Have you guys <laughs> what, watched? What have you guys watched the documentary on HBO? Yeah, I I need to watch that really bad. You haven't I've, seen I've heard, it? No, I haven't yet. Oh yeah, you gotta watch it. I'm just, I'm just so busy, you know. <laughs> I'm just so busy, just in Vegas for three days, Damn drinking and gambling. I'm um, so busy watching other stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have a, I always love people who are like, I'm so stressed out. I have just like all these series I need to catch up on with TV. Oh, it must be nice. It must be nice <laughs> yeah. to have that as stress. Um, there is stress behind it. It is, but we know. Yeah, we know you. Thanks, mean. Jake, for the yeah, thank you, Jake. Yes. Uh, who would you say is the funniest person on the Minnesota Wild? Currently. This this year, yep. Uh, I would have said Alex Taylor, but um, this is recorded right, after yeah. that. Right. Um, the most funny. Jeez, now I'm going through everybody. 
Probably, probably Dumba for sure. Yeah, I was gonna, yeah. yeah there's a, funny, there's yeah. some sneaky funny guys though. Like Broads is funny, but he's just kind of a little more quiet and stuff, you know. That was, but that yeah. was hilarious when he dropped the f bomb on the broadcast. Oh, we loved that. Well, <laughs> I know that was so good. Throw one of those cool. in the mix. Well, yeah. even guys like uh, he seems more quiet, like Jordan Greenway. But I said I saw you sat down with him, and he just had like what was his Instagram bit. He like just writes one or two words about what he's doing or something like that. What was that about again? Yeah, no, he's a he actually is a riot too. Um, yeah. But uh, Greener's he we took a picture at practice and somehow he got a hold of it um, and he put it on his Instagram and he was going back and forth with a, a roommate or a buddy of his on what the captain should be and he settled on just me skating. <laughs> right. Uh, we cool. loved it, but I actually love the fact that he put a lot of thought into just me skating, and then that's what he settled <laughs> on. And I was like, right. "Dude, you got to run with this now. Uh, this has to be your bit." So exactly, that's a great right. bit. Great. great yeah. Uh, well, actually, speaking of that interview, didn't he roast you for the way you make a PB and J? Well, he tried to, but I think uh, we'll have to put another poll out there to see. I think he's in the wrong. I hundred okay. percent. I make a. Right, I make a lot of PB and J's. <laughs> I'm 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 pulling an executive move here. I'm pausing the rapid fire to to discuss this. I forgot to bring it up. So you you really put one thing on each side of bread? Yes. Really? Anyone else in the room? No. You guys? So on one side is Peter Bird, the other side is Joey. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> is there is there is there like a is, yeah. is it like a I guess I haven't tried it that Don't. way before. I mean, I'm not going to knock it till I try it, but is there like an advantage to doing that? Oh, like a hundred percent. So let me guess. Let me guess your the way you go. You go uh, bread, <laughs> peanut butter, jelly. Yep. Right. Or if so I'm having kind, a Fat Boy Friday, I do a triple decker. Yeah. What kind of jelly do you use? Uh, like just the, like the, like this kind. I'd use the squeeze one because I'm like that lazy. Yeah, I I'm not good enough with it's the 50, knife. Fifty fifty. So the squeeze ones, the squeeze ones are. It's maybe a little bit more acceptable to do it that way. But if you're like the jar, like with the knife mm. now. And you put you just put it on top of the peanut butter and try to spread it around. It's like trying to pinch like a wet pumpkin seed or something. Like it's impossible, that, right? Like it's, yeah, you're right. It's, it squirts like all really over. Runny. So yeah. you can't even, you can't spread it. You just chase that whole clump all around the peanut butter because it's like a greased slide. So then you go to the other piece of other piece of bread, and it's just like easy, boom, spread it, slap it together, and then you eat it. But he's well, like, dude, the kid's too soggy. I was like, well, so if I if I counter what, that though. Have you ever tried putting the jelly first and then the peanut butter on top of that? No, I, 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 that's like I think that's sacrilegious. You just can't do that. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. It would say, be it would then be a jelly and peanut butter sandwich. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's called yeah. peanut butter and jelly for, for a reason. You'd probably yes. have to look in the mirror and question a lot of things. Right. Thing is, but I was like, asking like, how long does it take you to eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Like, I get it, it's soggy, but if you're going on a picnic or something, maybe, but. Yeah, I I put the piece of bread on there and I'm eating it like the bite before the the sandwich touches the plate again. Right. I'm eating it, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. But but there's an advantage. I feel like there's an advantage <laughs> to putting peanut butter in, on both slices. You get double the peanut butter. Oh yeah, and it's just like, like double the jelly. Yeah. And I do. Okay, it does kind of suck rubbing the knife on the on the peanut butter. But then you you have the opportunity to lick the knife and you have a little bit of jelly and peanut butter on the knife and that's just like a little treat there. I don't know. <laughs> what are you talking about? You, can, something to you that. can also, all right, I'll throw one more element into it. You can also buy, have you guys ever bought the mix of the two? Oh, all both in one jar? <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, no. no. You ever yeah, bought that, Ryan? That. I've never done that. It's a mix. It's a, 
No, or crustables. Have you had those before? What are yeah, those? Crustables are awesome. Those slap. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it's it's good little it's good little treats, you know. When you're just trying to, you're on the go. They're not bad. Yeah. Let's finish up the rapid fire. Yes. Sorry about no, that. I'm, no, I'm glad debate. we worked through debate. that because that that was something I, I had to discuss. Yes. But, um. All right. Where were we? All right. If you were given an all expenses paid trip to Cleveland, would you take it? No. <laughs> <laughs> just no. Yep. No. 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 We're not taking it. Um. What's more realistic to you, ghosts or aliens? Aliens. All right. What's the uh, what's the worst fast food place to go to? White Castle. Oh, we went there in Vegas. We were there at Vegas at like two in the morning, and, and there was a big fist fight. Very good reason. Yeah, we saw no. someone got got kicked in the face. Yeah, a guy yeah. got kicked in the face. So it's ironic you bring that up because I'm starting to agree with you now. Yeah, <laughs> very much so. <laughs> oh, okay. Last question: If a movie was made about your life, who would play you? Ah. Uh... Boy, good question. Um, probably Lloyd Christmas. Jim okay. Carrey. Well, he's a character, right? Or do we right. we want we want the actor? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, the actor or Jim Carrey. Yeah. Jim Carrey, <laughs> but right. preferably in Dumb and Dumber's character of Lloyd Christmas. Or, uh, I get told I look like Jason Big sometimes. From, oh yeah, uh, American yeah. Pie. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, I can see that now. When I, <laughs> yeah. Now yeah. When I look, yeah, that's great. Jim Carrey, Jason Big. Okay, that'd be great. Yeah. But okay, so yeah, that was a blast. Do you have anything anything final to say to the viewers? Um, no, no, I don't. Um, other than thanks for having me, this is fun. Um, yeah, this good, was a blast. Good stuff. No, I didn't know that you guys would be all hungover after a trip from Vegas. So I appreciate you you finding time on your Monday. Usually, I'd have like the Sunday scaries. Right now, I'd be full of anxiety and stressed <laughs> out or something. Uh, yeah. Probably on my third workout of the day, just trying to sweat it out. But, uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, well, thanks for coming on, and it was a blast. And, yeah, like you said, I mean, we are definitely hungover. It only took us 20 minutes to set up the show after we'd already had it set up and had issues. So I would call this nothing short of a miracle. Well, I'm not going to lie. I think today was the worst work day of my life. It sucked to get out of right. bed this morning. Yep. yep. But but we get to look forward to this, and this is this ma- this makes our Monday great. Looks like that. So. We're back in the game. Yeah. Now we're back into it. Right back into it, man. Thanks a ton. Yeah, thanks a bunch, Carts. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Nikki, and today we're going to talk about cat blocking. What is cat blocking? Who does it and why? The definition of cat blocking is the prevention or hindrance of G-daddies of someone who really wants to score goals. All right, welcome back to It's a Bit. That was a blast with our friend Ryan Carter. Uh, Love the Felino fighting story, the elevator story. The mullet, the mullet bit, and the mullet the, uh, bit is playing experience. Stanley Cup winner, the uh, the PB and J thing. I'm still not sold on his, on on his logic there, and maybe that's maybe that's just because I'm a, a fat little boy, because I like a, I, I like more of everything on my sandwiches, right? So more I, I'm I'm willing to go through the difficulties that he described if I get more out of it. Do you guys like bananas on your PB&J? I have done that before, and it's very good. I haven't tried it, but I think that would be delicious, good. Delicious. I okay. should have asked Ryan about that. But okay. yeah. Yeah, no, that, no a, it's, a it, I feel like that's a uh, thing. Well, it might not be as like uh, sacrilegious to as, as like pineapple on pizza with bananas on, on PB&J, but... Andy, don't uh, just stop. Don't, Andy, don't look stop, at us like that. Stop. 
No, as watch, the perception. Watch the game. I like pineapples like kid. on pizza. It's like I'm yelling at your kid. Watch the game. It. Watch the game, Andrew. I like pineapples on pizza. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm saying the perception of it. People are like, oh, no, it should never go on pizza. I don't know if people view bananas on PBJ like that, but it's damn good. I feel like it's trying, more fitting. Uh, bananas on pizza? Bananas on pizza. That's, That's so funny. Bit. So he that might actually be so, a bad idea. So Ryan, we, we we took a picture with Ryan, and uh, and he's on the big screen. He's and uh, he's like the NHL COVID protocol, so he wasn't able to come in. But but he's like he's like, yo, I have like a mini Stanley Cup thing, like in like in the sink hardware. over here. He, he, was, yeah, he, was, he was like, you actually no, come back. Let's take another one. I got some hardware. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. It's like a it's like a smaller version of the Stanley Cup that he uses like at his bar. And we're and I was just like, is that the actual Stanley Cup? Yeah. <laughs> Is that the actual cup? You just sound like a uh, a dumb. It's like I don't know. What are we? What do you imitate? We're imitating a dumb Midwestern, like a dumb, or a dumb Canadian, or, or dumb, just a dumb person. Yeah, like from a, the Midwest, like a dumb guy at a museum, like seeing a replica and um, saying, "Is that so, the? Is that the actual? Like whatever." So, um, is that the actual Titanic? Yeah, right. Well, actually, well, do you remember the ship was the actual? Titanic. Yeah, there was. No, that was so that was we went to a Titanic museum in Vegas, and that was pretty cute. So they, they like recreated like a staircase that was in the grand staircase <laughs> from where, where Jack and uh, Rose uh, made kiss. Yeah, but that but was the, real, like the legitimate, like like one that was on the Titanic. All of a sudden, there's a security guard who's guarding it, and Cam turns to him and he was oh, like, "Oh, he asked, so can we take like, pictures of this? This is this is the real. Was this, this the real? Was this the real staircase in the Titanic?" <laughs> He's like, I know this would be stupid, but was he, I'm not and ask he was it. serious. No, he, and he like, asked it. Right, right after he said it, he's like, I'm sorry. That was a stupid was a question. <laughs> it's like in perfect condition. <laughs> this thing's been at the bottom of the Atlantic so Ocean for they 100 years. This? And he, he goes, Dude, you don't. He goes, I have a question. He's like, No, it's you stupid. Know what? And then, then he goes, act, And I go, No, just ask it. There's no such thing as a stupid question you're learning. He's like, Well, I was going to ask if that's the actual staircase. <laughs> we like, just oh, all burst That was a really laughing. stupid question. <laughs> Well, I, I feel like, and the sad thing is, I'm sure he's definitely not the only person in that day that asked that. No, no. no. I, I mean, mean, it it like popped in my head for a second, and then I had to like think about it. I'm like, it. no. No. There's so, just no help. It's a really good replica, though. Well, no, all the way down to the I, glass, the chandelier. Yeah, well, um, they did, it was really cool because they did actually have, like, a, they call it the big piece, but a legitimate piece of the, the Titanic they took up. Yep. Uh, how ominous was that, just staring it took, at it? It took two years to recover that. Yeah, it was. Because... I mean, I, I don't well, know. I don't know about the details, but obviously, when something's been at the bottom of the ocean that long, it disintegrates. And when it when oxygen hits it, they say like most things that you pull up, especially certain metals, just like turn into like dust. Yeah, basically. it was like metal eating bacteria. And then they said, and crazy. then obviously that's a really rough area of the sea. So like they were trying to use like well, these crazy, uh, like like cranes, big and lifts, cranes, and freezing cords. water, right? High pressure. And then obviously they're they haven't seen sunlight, all these shit at the bottom of the ocean for you know decades. So right. that just the craziest thing I learned there, which is like, hey, it's like we're learning. Look at us. But um, the craziest yeah. thing I learned there was like, just like you said, Jake, the Titanic is covered in metal eating bacteria, and it's going to be gone from the bottom of the ocean to twenty to forty years. I think is what. Yeah, they that's said. what he was saying. That's, that's why they. That's why they put so much effort. So into one day that piece. big piece will literally be the last piece right. of the Titanic remaining. Yeah. yeah, unless they pull out more. I don't know. Like, we, our question was, was there more museums or more places of, like, history or something? There's got to be one other in, There's got to be one in, like, London. Because there's no way that that's not the only piece they recovered to, like, uh, I don't know what the word is. My brain's going to... Pre- well, and there and there's, like, a gate... There's a gatekeeper of all of it. Preserve, it's it's, it's, a, it's called, like, the Titanic Preservation yeah. Incorporated. Is, I, I guess... I'm sure there's a few different groups out there, different preservation groups. That yeah. Way. The stuff that they were able to... Loc- they actually, like, like, they had coins. They had actual legitimate dollar bills. They had T-shirts. They had shoes. The shit stuff they actually were period. able to recover... 
plates in perfect condition for fucking decades blew my mind. And we'll just think those were on like the actual ship. Like it's 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 actually mind blowing. But yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess that's a on that note. Like I said, we we we, uh, we had a blast in Vegas. We had a blast with Ryan Carter. This was a, this was a solid episode. And what a beauty! Yeah, what, what a beauty! Yeah, just a good guy and good, good weekend. A lot of fun, and it's just another episode of It's a Bit. So we're gonna end it. Talk to you guys later. Not going See to ya. Vegas for a while. Nope. Bye. I am. <laughs>